Colleague Box is a Derby-based gifting service that offers customizable, personalized gifts. Delivering nationwide, the gift boxes are ideal for companies to send to colleagues, prospects, suppliers, or clients, or for individuals to send to friends or family. Choose from our collection, or we can create a bespoke box based on your budget, brand, colors, and logos. Colleague Box, connect with colleagues wherever they are. Welcome on to Talk Derby to me, Tony Palladino. For, for those who, who don't know, we have actually done quite a few podcasts before, but you've never been on Talk Derby to me, so it's your debut. Yeah, no, debut, really excited. And uh, yeah, no, mate, it's, uh, I know you're doing a lot of these at the moment and just absolutely hammering them out. So uh, I didn't want to get lost in the uh, in everything and uh, make sure I did manage to get on before, uh, before you know, you moved on to, the, uh, to all the bigger and better things that I'm sure you're going to be doing. Yeah, mate, you're you're always going to be a friend of the podcast, mate. You're you're our go-to cricket expert, so you, you'll always. And I put my and I put my special Chelsea eighty-eight, eighty-nine Division Two winning shirt on, sponsored by Commodore. Look at the state of that. That is class. Proper, proper shirt that one. That's naughty as well. That <laughs> this this was my first, the first time I was properly watching Chelsea when they won Division Two. I had the video at home, like when I was younger, watched it loads, and and I saw this on uh, on some retro football web, like, website selling shirts I'm just like I've got to have that it's absolutely minging but I love it so <laughs> it's um, it's uh, about four years before I was born was it <laughs> brilliant <laughs> last one yeah not really comment on the season but it sounds like it was a good one <laughs> well no they, they won they, they absolutely cruised it Chelsea they uh, got relegated from Div, Div 1 but obviously the old Div 1 and then I think lost a couple of games early on and then went on some stupid um, streak of games where they won. Like, I think they were unbeaten for about 20-odd games, so ended up cruising Division 2. But yeah, we, uh, that, that's for another podcast. Yeah, we'll, go, we'll go through the whole Chelsea Division 2 winning side that like another time. But <laughs> it's, um, How are you then? It's been a while since we've, we've caught up. How are you in yourself and, uh, and how have things been going? Yeah, not, not too bad, mate. Uh, so um, getting closer to, uh, to cricket season, so, so to business time and looking forward to that. And um, obviously I'm, I'm not playing professionally anymore, so I'll be, be playing club cricket. But um, I actually, I was sort of kind of been really worried about my hair at the moment because it's just so long and it's like a bit like a Lego head. But I've seen yours and I actually feel <laughs> a lot better now. So um, yeah, I'm feeling, I'm feeling okay now. I was, I've been like, thinking mine's proper just helmet head and then actually so I think everyone's just in the same kind of boat at the moment just waiting for when is it the 11th of April when we can all get a, a get a haircut so um yeah I can't wait for that I've uh, I, I shaved it lockdown one and um my missus has promised to divorce me if I do that again so that that wasn't actually an option um she didn't she didn't like the uh the shaving head I, I didn't actually try and do, I only tried to like sort of give, do like a number f- like five, so I had five or six, and accidentally just went the whole way and was proper short. So yeah, I'm not. I, I'm not this is I reckon this is the longest I've had it. But I mean, look at the state of that. If my head just feels so heavy at the moment. So, but yeah, other than that, mate, it's uh, yeah. Looking forward. We I think we're we've got our first training session back out um, after old Bozzers let us let us back into training. So we've yeah, I'm back back training with South Wingfield Tuesday night. So looking forward to that. Might feel a bit stiff in the morning, but um, it'll be good to, to to see all the guys again and get get back training. I'm not sure. I think we're only going to be allowed to do like sort of in groups of 
five or six at a time. But um, yeah, other than that, mate, it's all, all been all been gravy. Really, just been um, at home with the missus and just trying to work through things and just waiting for everything to try and uh, to sort of open up again and normality to hit. But uh, yeah, ho- hopefully we're, we've got the light at the end of the tunnel coming up, but it's um, not quite there yet. Are you going to be marching in and, and running in with a headband then? I tried a bit of that last year. I'm not sure it's me. I, like, I, I mean, I love a sweatband. I like my sweatband and my watch and my black socks, but I'm not sure if a headband's me. I don't know. It depends on... I don't know what the rules are going to be this year, whether we... Because last year we weren't allowed obviously spit or sweat on the ball. So I don't know about this year whether, it, whether we're going to be allowed to have that again or, or whether it's going to be a case of kind of you're allowed sweat. Because I know in the test series they, and, and in, like, they've been allowed, I think they've been allowed to put sweat on the ball, which is not spit. So if sweat's allowed on the ball, I definitely won't wear a headband because I wouldn't want to be able to get at it. But I don't know. It's, it's not really my, my bag. I don't really, uh, don't, don't, I don't really pull them off that well. I've got a couple in the bag just in case, but we'll see. What's what's preseason as a professional? What what does that involve from from going back from nothing to to do? What's the process of building well, it up? I mean, I imagine a lot of the lads, I mean, would have only come back. Obviously, I'm, I haven't been involved this this year, but I imagine a lot of the lads would have only been coming back kind of January time into February time. So I imagine they'd have been on furlough. Um, clubs would have taken advantage of the furlough scheme to you know to try and offset obviously losing a lot of money and. I think Derbyshire made uh, ended up making a profit anyway, but um, I know when a normal pre-season really you have October off and then you're back in kind of running and doing all that normal, you know, boring stuff sort of before December and then you get into your cricket skills and things like that. People still train and do do cricket related activities before Christmas, but generally it's more sort of kicks up after Christmas. So, but this year, yeah, it'll be interesting what what kind of. Spoke to a couple of uh, a couple of lads um, who I know they've they've found it sort of it's been very condensed. So like normally you want to get your loads up in when you're bowling and, and get your overs in. So when you, the matches start and you're expected to bowl 15, 20 overs in a in a day, that your kind of body's used to that. So that's been a, that's a big part of it, and that was always a big thing for me was just building that up slowly through January, February, starting hitting it a bit harder in March, and then April you're ready to go. So. Um, it generally goes that way and similar with batters they just want to hit loads of balls and and, and things like that. but after christmas it kind of it's weird as well because i know a lot of the guys wouldn't have had a pre-season tour to look forward to normally like you, you've got a pre-season tour somewhere and you kind of set that in your calendar like right that's this is where we're building to and it kind of gives you that thing to aim for but obviously they haven't had that this year and i know a few of the clubs um a few of the coined up clubs like your knots and your surrey that you know they'll have they'll have had marquees in at the ground since like February. So they'd have been able to do, be playing on proper pitches from then. So they might have a bit of an advantage over, over some of the clubs, but I know, I know they're, they're trying to get a lot of pre-season fixtures in. So yeah, it would have definitely been a, uh, been a strange old um, format for a lot of the lads this year. Is it weird? It's what the first pre-season you've not done in what, 20 seasons, 20 years? Oh, something like that? I can't even think about it. Yeah. It's been absolutely, yeah, it has been weird. I'm not going to lie. Obviously something I'm so used to, um something that you know dream job love doing it so um it's yeah it's been interesting so did actually have a a call from from another county actually wanting to speak to me about potentially coming to join them pre-season and and uh on a bit of a short-term contract but it just wasn't the timing wasn't right for me and 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 just i think it would have been nice but 
I think it just wasn't wasn't quite the right fit. So, you know, I, I was almost back in the game there, but I think I've kind of, you know, things have moved on a little bit in, in my life and what I'm doing at the moment. But it's, um, yeah, it's been definitely, it's been weird. I, I'm not going to lie. It's been a strange, a strange sort of way and, and strange kind of, thing not being not going in every morning and doing running and doing your bowling and things like that so yeah I'm not sure how it's going to come out when I, when I do actually get back to training on Tuesday and try and have a bowl I don't know if I'm going to snap in half or not but we'll, we'll watch this space we'll uh, we'll see what happens are you missing it yeah definitely of course mate yeah it's the best job in the world I mean it's there's anyone who says different is uh, is is lying so it's definitely yeah I'm definitely missing that missing the buzz and 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 that and I'm just really looking forward to to actually getting out and, and playing. I'm, I'm going to be player coach at South Wingfield, so I'm really looking forward to that. Um, and and the buzz that hopefully that will that will give me great great club, great great set of guys. And um, uh, chairman Andy Mitchell, I know him really well, and he's he's um, he's looking forward to the season. And he's he's uh, he said if I don't do well, then I'm going to get sacked. So yeah, no pressure on me, but. Uh, hopefully, I hope, hopefully he's joking, but um, <laughs> we'll, see. <laughs> we'll see at the end of the season. Uh, the county championship this season, which is what you would have featured most heavily, and there's a, a bit of a format change and, mm. and following on from last season. What, what from the outside now? What do you think about about that? Getting rid of oh, Div One, Div Two. Yes, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I, I did take a little screenshot of it here because I just had to kind of look at it properly. Like it, it's a bit, it's a bit random, really. Well, it's not random, but like. That you've got the three groups of six, and then you know, like then it's then they're placed. So that's that's the divisional stage, and they're placed mm. into the actual county championship of three. And it's just yeah, I mean, I think it will it'll be interesting. It'll be see how it works. And 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 I like I like the fact that um, I think the toss is coming back. I think that so I think that's mm. back in. Yeah. Um, so I like that, and I like the fact that there's a, there's a few more points available for a draw. So I think that will promote some better cricket, and obviously England. Um, Playing away in the subcontinent this year, that you know there was talks of, of of them really wanting, you know, county championship games to get spinner spinners involved. And they they tried to do that a few years ago when they brought in the, the no toss rule because they they figured that home teams would make really good pitches because you know they they otherwise they'd be setting on on green seamers. But if anything, it went it went the other way because they were then making them even greener so that they lasted the whole four days. So they weren't at a disadvantage. So it didn't really work that. Um, so we'll see if this works a little bit more plan some better pitches because they'll try and make the games last a bit longer the spinners will get involved and, and obviously there's a bit more emphasis, a bit more value on a draw three more points on a draw this year so it'll be interesting I mean look at some of the groups there's some good good groups out there um, I can't I can't look past Essex to be honest in um, they're just a, a, a great side and the, and they know how to win that, that's just you know and, and unfortunately they're in Derbyshire's group um, so we'll see what happens there, but it's, there's some interesting matchups that, that are going to be all, across all three groups, which I like the look of. So it'll be um, it'll be good, and it'll be interesting how some of the teams that have had success on these pitches where they've been a bit substandard, you know, Somerset, you know, they they, they make their pitches very spin friendly. So it'll be interesting what happens now, whether they, you know, whether some of these clubs that have been playing on these these uh, supposedly more bowler friendly, helpful pitches whether they change up and, and, and train something different or if they go, if they just crack on and just, just, and just take their chances with it. So be, I think that'll be good. And um, yeah, I'm not sure about the, the old, you know, you, you, you win, you can win the county championship and then you play off in the Bob Willis trophy final. So I'm not sure how that's going to work out, but 
I mean, if you win the county championship, surely you're the champions. But then there's this new final, which we'll see what happens with, with that as well. So, so I think it's just all a bit of a, a, a you know, suck it and see it scenario and see what happens with with, uh, with with the whole season. The other side of it is obviously um, Derbyshire being in a group of Essex and, and Division 2 teams being mixed up. It, one side is it, it's going to be difficult, but the other side is it's a good opportunity to go to the like the, the county champions and the big test grounds and the test counties and put yourself out there and it's a new experience for everyone, isn't it? I think, yeah, I think over the last few years, the, you know, the gap between the two divisions has not been as big. I think when Derbyshire went up in 2012, when we went into division one, there was definitely a gap. You could just tell the clubs we were coming up against, you know, they had strength and depth the whole way down the order and, and you weren't just facing off two quality opening bowlers. You were facing off potentially an international bowling first change and things like that. So, Whereas I think now it's a lot even. I think there is, you know, there's there's a there's still a gap. You know, Essex are in Division One; they're the champions, and they're they're far and away probably one of the best sides in the country. But in general, I think there is the Division One and Division Two sides from last the year before last are a bit closer, and I think it will be more competitive than people maybe maybe some people think. So it'll be good to see. But like you say, it'll be, it's a great opportunity to see some matchups that maybe supporters haven't seen for a while and, and fingers crossed they're, they're allowed in the grounds. But like I say, I mean, I, we haven't played down at Essex for a good few years and, and I know there's a few clubs that, you know, just looking at it now that, that wouldn't have played against each other for a while. So it'd be nice to actually have that bit of bit of a change up in the, in the schedule. Yeah, it's... Um, when when Derbyshire went up in 2000, when it got promoted to 2012, um, did you feel... I spoke to footballers about this, like when Derby gone to the Premier League. Did you feel? Did you struggle? Did you feel like we're not quite good enough? Like, did you have that feeling, or was it was it difficult? To, yeah, it's, I'm trying to. I, I ask the in the right way. Yeah, I personally didn't. I don't know if other guys did. Um, we definitely changed the way we played in mm. terms of we had a game plan. My first two years at the club, we had a certain game plan where we'd with the, the the pitches were greenish. And then they'd dry out, there'd be decent batting pitches, and then they'd spin later on. That formula at home in 2012 worked really well for us. And then 2013, we kind of went really green pitches and just kind of went just like win or lose. Like it doesn't draws don't matter. We kind of just want to win or lose. Doesn't matter what the what what the opposition have got in there. Uh, you know, if we just make these pitches so green and they'll do loads, then it'll be it'll even it up. And so kind of I think subconsciously maybe there was some thought that we weren't good enough and, and I never thought that. I thought, I thought, you know, we deserve to be there. And then later on in the year when we actually played on a few better surfaces, we actually won some games and and um, I remember a couple of games when we beat Somerset down there on a pitch that did a bit early on but ended up being a really good pitch and we, I think we knocked off like 260, 270, fourth innings. Shiv Chanderpool got unbelievable 80-odd not out. Um, and... So it showed that we could compete with Division One sides on good pitches. And I think that was maybe where we missed the trick early season. The first half of the season, we were just playing on absolute... It was like like green seamers like going all over the place. I know Derby can be seamer-friendly, but these wickets were ridiculous. Like They were the balls flying all over the place, people getting hit. And um, I think we just went a bit away from what we knew, what we were good at. And, and that was kind of... I think that's that that sort of probably ruined us in the end. And, and we nearly stayed up, but that, that first sort of period of the season ru- ruined it really for us. Do you think the change in format in county championship cricket, do you know, going uh, to, to groups and do you think that's the first sign because it's been spoke about for a while now, especially with the introduction of the 100, that 
they're worried about the future of county championship cricket and four day games do you think that the, the changes in format are a sign of like we've got to try and shake it up to keep people interested in it yeah maybe i think i think i think they should be worried about the, the county championship to be honest because i think a lot of young players will be coming through the, the into the professional setup looking at the kind of money and, and you know it's 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 you know, great job, great job and all that. But at the end of the day, in any business in the world, in any job in the world, if you can make more money in less time with half the effort, you're going to do that. And this, this is what these T20 leagues are. The, you, can, you can be a T20 superstar and go around all these leagues, see great places around the world, play for different teams and these different franchises for great money, extending your career, as, especially as a bowler, because you can play, you're only bowling four overs in a match rather than grinding your knees down and, bowling six, seven hundred overs a season in county championship. So I think, you know, potentially it could, it could, that could happen. And, and obviously the pinnacle, while, you know, in my life is always test cricket. Some guys might be coming into the game. That might not be the pinnacle for them playing test cricket. So the county championship might not be, so they might be factoring in their skills into like power hitting and trying these different shots and, you know, bowlers doing more one-day bowling skills, things like that. So it, I think it is going that way. And I think this is a sign of maybe they are just trying to freshen it up, trying to get, you know, spinners involved more, trying to get, you know, the, the, the format just just changing it up so people kind of get, get a bit more interest into it. Because I think, obviously, there is a, a certain, you know, uh, sector of supporters who will never look, move away from county championship careers. They love it that much. But I think the new supporters coming into the game potentially might turn their nose up here because it, it does take four days. It can take a long time. And without something kind of enticing them in, they might think, mm, well, maybe I don't want to do that. And that, obviously you see the hundred coming in now and that's bringing, that's potentially going to bring in a load, a load of new supporters and for these teams. So I'm not sure if that will or not. We'll, we'll see again. Do you think you obviously when I first started well when T20 came in and it was just like a like an extra thing on top like you were all Red Bull cricketers that played a bit of one day and there's a T20 competition. Hmm. Is there a type of player now that will come through at 16, 17 and maybe never play county championship and are just a white ball cricketer? Absolutely, hundred percent. I, I think you'll get more and more guys like that to be honest. Um, and then they might, if if staffs are, or if there's a few injuries, they might get thrown into some Red Bull cricket, but. And I don't see. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. To be honest, I think it's if if a player identifies themselves as someone who can clear the boundary, who's a power player, can bowl great Yorkers and 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 earn money in in a certain genre of the sport, then I don't I don't have any problem with that. I think that's that's good on them, and I definitely think that will be happening more and more. I mean, you can see you can tell a lot of the younger players coming into the game now. They, they 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 hit the ball hard and they want to hit the ball hard and they want to score quickly and they don't want to they don't want to grind in and sit in and and have guys like me nibbling a ball at them and at, at seventy mile an hour trying to get them out. Um, they want to be hitting the ball back over my head and 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 having big crowds and big support and they see the IPO and they've grown up watching the IPO and the big bash and all this and they they think I, I would quite like some of that. So. Yeah, I think that is going to be more and more, um, especially now with the hundred. It's, it's now we've got. I know we've had the T Twenty blast and whatever it was called over the years, but now we've got the hundred. It's another. It's, this is another amazing competition that people can push for. They're not going to get into the hundred by 
you know, <laughs> getting a getting a getting a sticky sixty not out at like some outground somewhere on a, on a you know and really grinding it out. Are they? They're going to get in that by you know playing a match winning innings in a, in a white ball game or doing something like that. So I think players will just naturally just kind of move towards that that style of play. Do you think the hundred will work? I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I can. I, I'm, I don't normally sit on the fence, but I, I'm going to have to on this because I really don't know. I, I, I think the concept is sound. I think it's a new competition. It's different. You look at some of the te- teams in there. There's some exciting players. It's got all the makings, but at the end of the day, will people buy into it? I've, I see so many supporters now. You know. <sighs> Are there going to be any Derbyshire supporters going to support the Trent Rockets? Or you know, it's, I don't know. It's going, to be new, it's, it's going to be new supporters, isn't it? So, but it's not aimed at the likes of me, my dad, Di, or the members. It's it's trying to get people in the ground that would never normally be there, is it? So they're not yeah, really true. bothered about us. But is there is there enough people to do that to make it a success? Or you know, and and have, you know, I'm sure it'll, it'll work for. I, I think it'll be fine for a year or two. Whether it has longevity to last longer than that, I think that's that's going to be the, you know, the the the, the, the litmus test on it. Because if it's if it's not, then it could be a lot of money down the drain and not much in return. Because obviously the ECB are looking at this to be their version of the IPL, their version of the Big Bash, where it lasts. You know, I don't know what what, the, what annual edition we're on the IPL now, but it's been going for a number of years, mm. and they sell out, you know, grounds all the time. So it'll be interesting. I think they've I think they've got the framework there. Whether it's going to work or not, I don't know. But it'll be interesting to watch. I'm, I'm, I am quite excited to to see just just see a different version of the game and see some some top cricketers playing a different. Like I just don't, I don't know if it's going to be crazy or not. I don't, I'm just quite curious as to how the game's going to work. So. Connect Red are a Midlands-based telecommunications company with branches in Cannock, Derby and Burton-on-Trent in partnership with Vodafone UK. Our shops are currently closed due to the pandemic, but we are here to help in any way we possibly can. Get in touch with us for any of your tech and communication needs, consumer or business, and we can tailor individual packages and cater for multi-bundle deals too. Visit us at connectred.co.uk. That's C-O-N-N-E-K-T-R-E-D and drop us a message. Well, you were around in the game when, when T20 was introduced and was it similar, that the, the doubts about whether it would work and people saying this will kill the game? Was it similar, 20, was it 20 years now when it's similar to T20, 18, people 19 years? Seriously, people, yeah. did not play, people just thought it was just a hit and giggle and it was like, because obviously, and I think a lot of teams got caught out by the fact that they had to bowl 20 overs in, in an hour and a half and they were like, oh, we're not going to get these overs in because, you know, ne- nothing. And I remember a few games where like people would, would be finishing their overs in like 50, 55 minutes, like bowling off two, three yard run-ups to get their overs in quickly. And then, then they'd, they'd absolutely do it easily. They'd, you'd have so much time if they'd be like, why are we rushing around there? Like people coming off absolutely red in the face because they've been sprinting around trying to get these overs in. So no, that was an unknown quantity. No one knew it apart from club cricket. And, and I know the first edition of the T20, I think it was Worcester, got a guy in from club cricket. He'd never played professional cricket before. I think he played did a good standard minor counties, maybe second team, but he was playing club cricket at the time and they drafted him in for the T20. I can't remember that. Dave Taylor, maybe? They drafted him in to open the batting for Worcester in the first, in the T20s. And he, he'd just come from 
league cricket on a Saturday, which I thought was brilliant. You know, the fact that he yeah, got out wanted, but because he was had a bit of a reputation as a as a biffer in the leagues, they just got him in and 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 I'm not even sure how well he I can't even remember it was that long ago, but they definitely did that. I'm sure it was Worcester. And so I mean I can't see that happening with the hundred. I'm not sure <laughs> there'll be many teams in the hundred going like, should we get this biffer in from the leagues or we'll stick him at the top of the order with like Chris Gale or someone. But, you know, I think that would have been a good way to do it actually. Actually have your have your roster and then have a club cricketer. I think it would have been brilliant, but they had to play him. You yeah. had to play club cricketer and it had to be someone who had never played professional cricket before. That would have been yeah. a class-like thing to add to it. Like just another, maybe they'll do it. I might send that to the ECB, that idea. I'll, I'll, I'm going to trademark it and send it to them. You've got, this is the new one. You've got to play a club cricketer. He can't have played professional cricket and he's like, you, you've got to play him. He's, he's got to, yeah. I like the idea of the producer in me going, my brain's going mad now. So you can have an overseas, but you can have an extra overseas if you play a club cricketer. So you can oh, yeah, you have to take like the gamble. Or, or your club cricketer, um, his runs count double and his, and his wickets count double. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> or, his, or as a bowler, his runs count half. Or yes. Something like that. But you'd, you'd have some ringers in there as well. Like you'd have some absolute gun club crickets coming forward and they'd be doing all right. And that'd be the only thing problem with They'd have to sort of manage it right. That'll be the next thing, wouldn't it? Like, no 18 year old wants to sign professional terms, and I'll just play club cricket because I want 100 contracts. I'm not bothered about anything else. Yeah, yeah well, definitely. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> yeah. England in, in the white ball game, obviously, with Tour of India at the minute. Are England the best in the world, white ball? I think 50 over they are. I'm just going to check the score here because they might be losing this last one day at national, but. Um, I know. I think 50 over. They are the best white ball team. I think 2020. There's a few teams. India just. They've got so many match winners. Um, yeah, England are losing here. So they're 196 for six. So yeah, they're not good, probably not going to win that. Um, 134 is 20. If but no wickets in hand, only four wickets in hand. So mm. I do think in 50 over cricket, England are if they've got their full side out. You know. They're missing a few in this game, obviously, but I think they they are the best side in the world. T20, I think it's a bit more of a, you know, there's a few more type teams in there. I think I wouldn't take much out of this series in India. And, and it's just because I think India and India are just a crack inside. They're, 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 it's probably one of the hardest places to go and tour, um, especially in test cricket, because it's just, it just it, it, especially if you're from England, you just don't play that on those types of wickets and like much like they, they talk about sending, you know, players get sent to camps and do training on these surfaces and play spin all day, but it's not nothing. You can't replicate going out to bat like the ball fizzing, like Ashwin who's an absolute gun fizzing it past you and, and, and just turning it both ways on. And, and as I mean, those pitches, they were, I would say they were a disgrace because I agree with something that Ashwin said. Actually, when it seems around, no one kind of complains, but when it spins loads, and it's an it's an all same. But I mean, they were like literally used bowling. The pitch was going like exploding <laughs> on length, and I was just thinking, like, I've never seen that before. And I mean, if, if you're watching that on, on the replays, someone's just got one. It's just exploded on day one. Hit your glove, caught short leg, and you're going out to bat. You're thinking, oh. so it means to me. It, it would never happen because it was just it's just not a done thing. But I, I always think that specialists, when it comes to like going away on tours like that, are, 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 are always an option. 
So, like, you could look at who the best players in, in county cricket are of spin. I mean, so Mads would be one of them. Mm. Why, why, wouldn't you, why wouldn't you get him in for a, a series over in India? No one in, in county cricket sweeps as good as him. No one plays spin as well as him. Get him out there. See, 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 see if that way. But, you know, because it, they don't like ruining the continuity of the team and then players have to come in and out and what if he does really well there then he's got a so I can see the reasoning but I've always thought having specialists in in it's a bit of an old style thinking but I've always kind of thought it, it wasn't a bad way of, of doing things if you were going to such an alien like condition why not just try and get some specialists involved even if it was just to you know help the players or something you know something they, I mean they have 75 backroom staff anyway I, you know what's, what's a couple more so <laughs> yeah yeah I've always thought Mads has been been unlucky to. He's always just just missed out. I think he developed later. Then well, we got his name came did well later. But like you say, he's he's very underrated in the county game, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's churned runs for a long time, and, and I think he. I think the thing that went went against him was England already had some very very good players from a South African background ahead of him, you know, and, you know, Trot, Peterson, these guys that were in trenches in the side. And I think England probably always thought, one, do we do we want to get another South African involved? I know he's qualified English. Mm. I always think that they were, there was definitely some sort of thought around that. And also, I think the club Mads played for, I think playing at Derby, it probably didn't help him. And, and playing the majority of stuff in, in Division 2, but he had his best year in Division One, so you know, and he's he's just been a consistent performer. You know, he, you know he, how much I, how much I rate him. I think he's been a quality, unbelievable player for many a year. So I do think he was he was unlucky, and I think someone like Mark Foot was unlucky not to have, you know, at least play. I look at some of the bowlers who have played for England, and and for a period of time, Foot was comfortably better than than a lot of them, and and um, what he did in, in those few years at, at Derbyshire with the Red Bull was. No one, you know, no one was close to it. So I think we've been unlucky not to have had a couple of, of England players in recent years. But hopefully, uh, yeah, someone like Critcher, I think, has got a good chance of if he keeps improving and and keeps his uh, keeps his feet on the ground, just keeps knuckling down. Like he, you know, he's a good trainer. I think he'll, he'll get more opportunity at Derbyshire this year. I think he'll be be. They showed last year they were chucking him up the order a bit more, batting him sort of four or five. So I think you know that will help him, and and especially if. If it works out like the way the ECB want it, with the the conditions being a bit more spin friendly, I think you know you'll get obviously he's, he's Derbyshire's front line spinner, so you'll get a lot more opportunity to bowl. I was going to say um, before you brought it up, obviously Mads could have maybe gone to a Yorkshire or Nottinghamshire or so, like a bigger kind and given himself a chance. But then uh, Footit was involved in England while at Derbyshire, and then he went away to a, a county and it didn't quite work out. So it's it's kind of difficult in it to try and plan your own. You've just got to go with it. You can't kind of plan your own career, can you? I actually think if Footy had stayed at Derbyshire, I think he would have played for England because he went he went to Surrey, and I've told Footy this as well that he was travelling to and from because he still lived in Nottingham, so he was travelling to and from Surrey every day or not every day but like travelling there. And I think they had a thing where he could he could sit at home and he could train and he could um, come up to Surrey as and when they needed him. And Footy, I know like, I'd sat next to him for years. He's not that sort of bloke. He's not. He's not the sort of bloke who's going to. Who's going to, you know, jump up of his own accord. I see now he's running marathons, so he's, he maybe he's changed a bit. But back then, he, you know, he, he rolled his own fags in the in the changing room, um, running, bowled ninety mile an hour, swing it, 
but training wise, you know, he, he, unless you put a rocket up his ass, he didn't really enjoy that. And, and nothing, no one likes running around all over the place, but I think he needed that. And, and the setup at Derbyshire at the time pushed him and made sure that he, he stayed injury free and, and really looked after him. And I think going to another team, maybe he didn't have that quite the same attention to detail and the care for him, which, you know, footy needs, he's one of those players who needed an arm around the shoulder and in which he got a Derbyshire and I loved it because, you know, he, I was bowling at the other end to, to one of the most dangerous left armers in, in the county game. So they were thinking, I was running in, they were thinking, oh, I've got to get the runs off this bloke. So I, the amount of times I would get a, like an absolute drag down or something smashed to point because they were trying to hit it so hard because they were thinking, foot, it's going to get me out the other end. And that's, and that's the beauty of it when you're bowling at the other end to an, to an absolute gun. He can rub off on you because these batters will see you and go, right, I'm actually going to take my chances with this guy. So, which is, plays into my game because that's you know I, I was always about building pressure and, and being accurate. And if guys were coming at balls that maybe weren't there to be hit, that was what I wanted them to do rather than sit on me. So you know, the, someone like Footy at the other end really always helped me. So it's twenty years ago now, then, and you you start a new career, but it's the game's in the position it is now. What everything we've discussed. Would you change it? Would you have changed your game? Would you have had to look at it differently and go, maybe I've got to be a better... Uh, well, you, we've, we've spoke about this before on your podcast, underrated batsman. Uh, I've seen some brilliant innings, but you have to think, right, I've got to be more of an all-rounder type to get in white ball, or I've got to do this, or I've got to have more variated. So are we, ta- are we taking it that I would have grown up watching the IPL or grown up watching these white ball competitions? All yeah. yeah. You're 16 now. Okay, I'm, I'm 100% trying to base my game on power hitting and Yorker bowling and loads of slow balls and loads of variations, 100%, definitely, because I would, I would be I'll be looking at these massive games and, of course, I'll be looking at, you know, domestic cricket and thinking, like, you know, I have to do well here first, but I'd have half an eye on winning a World Cup with England and half an eye on playing in the big bash and half an eye on playing in these all these, 100%. And that's why I think a lot of the young players now coming through the game are doing the same thing. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's just, you know, they brought, I was brought up watching Test Match Cricket on BBC One and, and that was always the pinnacle for me, watching them guys. And I always wanted to play for England. If I'm watching, I wasn't quite good enough. I'd have loved that, playing a Test Match. One Test Match would have been enough for me. <laughs> I just love that just for the cap, but it didn't work. And um, But that was always what I kind of, growing up, wanted to do. And but then if I'm growing up in a different era where I'm watching the IPO and the Big Bash and all this, I think you you just naturally just think, right, I want to play in these all these in the Razzmatazz and travel to wherever in Australia and, and in India and see the world. And it's I mean that, that's it's the best job in the world and it gets even better with that because you've been you've been called in, paid loads of money to go and travel to all these wicked places, play play a little three hour game. You're training hard, obviously, but then you've got you know you're not playing four days in a row at cold, like somewhere and and freezing your nuts off and having to wear have hand warmers in your pockets and stuff like that. So like wearing bobble hats in pre-season, like you're away doing all the all this other fun stuff. Yeah, is that part of the problem though? That like you say, no one, no. 13, 14, 15 year old wants to bowl thirty overs line in length and then stand in a field for three days. That's not as attractive as going in and trying to smash the ball onto the road and, and go and bowl the York and bowl someone out. That's part of the problem, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's not as exciting as it, unfortunately. Um, I, I love doing that. <laughs> I love the grind of a four-day game. I mean, it was brilliant. I, you know, 
a four-day win for me was always unbelievable because you know you'd, you knew you'd earned it. You, you know, especially if you, if you won on the fourth day, you knew that's that's been a battle, that's been a war. You know, whereas sometimes these T, I think one thing I might have struggled with was <clears throat> the, the nature of T Twenty cricket as it is now. In that, you, if you did play for all these other teams, where where was that loyalty? And if you did lose a game, did it really matter? Did you really care? I'm sure it does, but you'd be over it probably while you're having a cold beer in the, on the beach, like the next day or something. <laughs> mm. So I, I do that. I think that's one, one area where I might have struggled just for my personality. I love, you know, I'm, I'm very loyal and I, and I love that. The fact that, um, you know, if we won a game, it was like the supporters were all in with us and it was kind of, whereas if you are playing for so many different type teams, you can maybe get a bit of separated from, from the supporters and natural winning a game of cricket and it, it, then it becomes maybe it becomes a little bit more like a job whereas you know my professional career was a job but you know especially at Derbyshire it was it was more than that like when when we won a game of cricket there it, it really meant something to me and like you know I, I kind of really felt that and because I knew how, how happy the supporters were as well we you know that we won especially where we went for a period where we didn't win a game for many <laughs> a few years you know, it meant even more. So I, I guess that's the the offshoot of it. Yeah, the sad news is now that uh, Dino the dinosaur has also been retired. I think so. Uh, yeah, <laughs> on the front row. we mentioned that on the podcast of a week. Actually, I think um, I think Finn was on about having Jack, Captain Jack Sparrow as his yeah. mascot. And I said, I think uh, I think Dino's. I think Dino the dinosaur may have been retired, unless we yeah, sign right. someone called Dino. Yeah, I, I'm not sure, but maybe um, I might have to ask Di if I can get that offer. So. The, um, she probably won't get, she won't, she won't let me have it, but um, no, Di actually did me a really nice, um, a really nice book for my my testimonial, which like uh, had just loads of pictures in that she had taken all through this, and so it's, you know it's, it's good to have little bits like. But that's that's our that's the feeling you have with the supporters, I think, and and that can be I think a little bit lost with all these leagues and playing for all these teams, whereas you do have that connection with the supporters and and and. Um, you do feel, you know, like you owe them a performance mm. here or if you're getting your absolute, if you're getting slapped about and you're going to lose the game quite heavily, you always have that personal pride that, right, well, these guys, they've paid their good money here. Like, I'm, we're not just going to jack it in and give up and because we know we're going to lose. Let's have some personal, let's try and give them something actually to go home with and go like, I know we lost, but such and such had a decent game or this, you know, so I always kind of based, you know, my career a lot around that sort of thing but yeah it would be, be it'd be definitely that's definitely going to be a massive element i'm going to miss yeah well we'll get i've got one more question but before we do i'd wanted to <clears throat> i just wanted to say because you're uh, you've become a good friend of mine and i just want to thank you for for everything you've done and, and stuff like that and we uh we talk a lot and you've been you've been open and struggled with things that i have and i think um it's brilliant what you've done and and I wish you all the best in going into what you do next. And um, genuinely, thank you very much for, for all your help with podcasts and doing everything you've done for me and, and everything for the club, because um, it, it was a pleasure to watch you, mate. And it's a pleasure to, to speak to you now. Cheers, mate. I really appreciate that. And um, keep keep doing uh, all the good work you're doing as well, mate. I'm really enjoying uh, everything you're doing at the moment and can't wait to see you uh, move on to even bigger and better things. Oh, fingers crossed. What's, what's the aim cricketing-wise? And do you want to be... A bowling coach somewhere, maybe a head coach eventually. Are you, have you got one eye on that, or potentially? Yeah, I mean, at the moment, um, I've not really got anything concrete thinking about you know what I'm doing. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna play 
um, and and keep playing because of, I know I've still got got, got plenty to offer and, and I still love playing. Um, so I don't think you know I'll be I'll be stopping playing anytime soon. Um, coaching wise, we'll see maybe further down the line. I don't that's not really in my my thoughts at the moment. Um, but yeah, I think further down the line potentially it could be. We'll just have to kind of wait and see what what that, I mean. I'd love to to you know a bowling coach role somewhere would be great. But at the moment, it's not it's not something I'm 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 looking at um, and and actively sort of pursuing. So we'll see what happens with that. But I mean, there's all there's other you know you don't have to be in professional cricket to coach as well. There's there's always school school jobs and things like that. I think any any kind of coaching where I can make a difference with any players and and I know in in school elements maybe they don't you know it's not the top top end of that is to be a professional cricketer but if you can actually be a part of someone's development there in club cricket be a part of someone's development and they become a, a very good player or a professional player then I think that's that's the kind of reward um that you can get from that and I, I think I'd like to I'd like to experience that definitely um to be to, on the coaching side so and we'll have to bring back the inside edge at some point. Yeah, definitely. We'll have to. We'll have to um, I think once let's see let's see what this year is saying. And if if we're not happy with this year, we can we can bring back the inside edge and uh, and do uh, like properly slate like the, the the format at the moment and, and just really like <laughs> we'll change his ear and like we'll like, we'll probably put like put like an anarchist spin to it. So we'll, we'll really get stuck into it into the establishment. But yeah, let's see let's see how this. Uh, Especially if, it's, if if the hundred becomes an absolute jam rocker, we could do one. Just get just slate that. Yeah, I mean, I've already lost one job through doing podcasting. I can't. I can't. I'm not going to go into. No, you, you you're your own boss now. Surely you can't you can't sack yourself. I can if I've got no listeners. <laughs> no, people always like controversy. They always like like listening to a bit of uh, someone saying something about a competition or whatever. So yeah, yeah. there'll always be people who want to listen to that. Brilliant, mate. It's been absolutely brilliant. I've kept you longer than I said I would, but it's been it's been class. We'll get you back on during the season, mate. Let's have a catch up. Definitely, hundred percent, mate. Be really good. Nice one. Cheers, Tone. <laughs>